This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got $5. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fancy Flex Podcast. For everyone clocking those late night DFS hours, this is our night shift episode for week 17. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and here we'll break down the Saturday and Sunday night dfs lates if you haven't listened to our full fantasy preview episode of course that's out right now on this channel as well and our player projections episode out on the action network podcast channel for week 17 joining me as always one of the top fantasy rankers in the game the odds maker sean kerner sean what's going on uh doing good doing good how about you doing well doing well uh talk saturday night and sunday night of course there's no monday night uh football this week so just jump right in to the uh, Saturday night DFS late. You got the Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas favored by six. The total up at 53 and a half uh, for Saturday night, 815 on ABC. And luck ranking wise, you know, that total at 53 and a half, the luck rankings are minus 6.6 as far as the total. So um, kind of suggesting, you know, maybe uh, that total is a little high. Any thoughts on that uh, in this one? Yeah, no, I obviously I think there's going to be a ton of points in this game, but maybe, you know, 53 and a half. Is a little too high, and one of the things I've noticed is or thought about why the Cowboys' uh, luck total um, is so low might be just due to all those pick sixes that Deron Bland has had this year. Uh, you just it's just a thing that you can't count on uh, week in week out. Obviously, it's cooled off um, recently, but that that's kind of an underlying thing I think. But also, just you know, th- this total is high because everybody's expecting a ton of points, so maybe the market is just overrating how much points we might see here. So I think 53 and a half might be a tad high. And Detroit's also the eighth luckiest team, Dallas 23rd. So um, could be a you know bounce back spot for Dallas and a letdown spot for Detroit, you know, coming off that first division title in 30 years, uh, you know, going on the road. Dallas has been so, uh, so good at home this, uh, you know, this year and, you know, even dating back the last couple of years. So um, keep that in mind as well. But uh, where are you going in the captain spot? Uh, I'm going with Sam Laporta, and um, you know it's it's a good buy low spot for Laporta. He's coming off a, a down game, three catches for 18 yards, no touchdowns, and he's been by far the best rookie tight end this year. We've seen you know Dalton Kincaid start to fall off a bit. Uh, Michael Mayer hasn't really lived up to expectations, so I think Laporta is here to stay. And uh, anytime he has a bad game, I think it's worth buying low. Um, I think that obviously Amon Ross St. Brown and CeeDee Lamb will be heavily rostered in the captain slot and rightfully so, but I think Laporta sneaky. He has multiple touch on upside. We've seen it recently, you know, two weeks ago. So I think that's his path to get here. Plus, you know, the Cowboys 
have a great defense, great secondary, but they do rank 26th in DBO against tight end. So I think there's a path for Laporta to, to hit as a captain play. I think this might be the slate where he might be a little bit overlooked and under-rostered specifically in the captain slot. Yeah, and this, you know, again, could be a letdown spot for Detroit. They could have to pass a little more than usual as well. So uh, that would also work in his favor. I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs here. He's the fifth highest priced player here. So kind of like Laporta, you know, saves you a bit of money in the captain spot, which there are a lot of studs here. So you might have to get creative on this one. And I think the potential game script or the projected game script, I should say, does benefit Gibbs. He's played on roughly two-thirds of the pass snaps to Montgomery's one-third since the week seven bye. And, uh, you know, this Dallas team also is better against the pass than the run. So I um, I think Detroit might have to lean on the run game in general. But if they go down, even if they do have to throw a lot, it's going to be Gibbs likely more than Montgomery. So I think it's a good spot for him, you know, couple of touchdowns last week uh explosiveness so uh like him here and as at 9200 on DraftKings, the fifth highest price uh you know over 2000 less than the you know the, the highest priced player I, I think he good mix of uh upside and uh salary saving what about values who you like i like brandon cooks here and you know he did have a touch on last week but other than that he has been uh fairly quiet uh lately you know two catches exactly in three straight games um, and th- this is a game where, you know, the Cowboys, they've been involved in so many blowouts where by the time they get to the fourth quarter, they're not only running the ball a lot, they're just removing starters from the game like Cook. So this is a game where they might be pass heavy all four quarters if uh, Detroit can keep up. Um, you know, Brian Branch will probably be on C.D. Lamb for most of the game in, in the slot, and he's been excellent uh, in his rookie season. So that might be one way they slow down C.D. Lamb just a little bit. And, you know, funnel maybe a couple more targets to the ancillary receivers like a Brandon Cooks. So um, he's a guy where he always has a pretty high ceiling. And in a showdown state like this, um, could be overlooked a bit. So I, I like him with Brandon Cooks here as a mid-range play. Yeah, I like the buy low spot here uh, for Cooks. Uh, I'll go with Jake Ferguson. He is 6,200 and pretty affordable, 94%. Route participation rate over the last two games. So that Hendershot return hasn't really cut into Ferguson at all. Detroit is bottom 10 and most fantasy points allowed to tight ends. So the matchup is, is pretty good. And Ferguson, eight targets each of the last four games, four more catches in each of the last four games. So I uh, see in volume, good matchup, uh, good price uh, like him in that uh, mid range. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh. Okay, I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Uh, I like Cavante Turpin here. He's 2K, uh, which is, you know, right around the Luke Schoomaker, Donovan People <laughs> Jones of the world, which I don't think he's in that caliber. Um, granted, you know, the most, he's probably going to top out at like two touches, but uh, he's very productive with his touches this season. He has four touchdowns on the air. Three were through the air. One was a rushing touchdown. Um, plus, he's the return man for the Cowboys. So, he has paths to scoring touchdowns where Dak doesn't, you know, share some points with them. So I think that's uh, pretty valuable for Turpin in a showdown slate. Um, plus, he's a gadget player where they, they do like to scheme up plays for him, specifically like in the red zone. So a game like this, I could see that uh, happening. Um, but he's a guy where, you know, just he can do some damage, just a couple touches. Um, and this is a slate. There's so many good options that you want to spend up. I think it does make sense to go ultra cheap on one or two players. So he he does give you some touch on upside with one of these uh, cheaper options. So um, I think he could be the key if he scores a touchdown here to unlocking the slate. 
Yeah, the luck rankings favor the under and uh, Dallas. So you can also stack them with the Cowboys defense mm. and, you know, you get the double dip yep. for the return touchdown. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Reynolds. He's been pretty volatile this year. This is a good matchup for him, though. Uh, Dallas plays the most man coverage in the league. Reynolds, 1.8 yards per route against man, according to PFF, just 1.2 against zone. He's second on the team in yardage against man coverage and he has five touchdowns on the year including a multi-touchdown game so uh, does have some upside uh, even though he's running around about 60 to 70 percent of the time uh, splitting snaps uh, in that wide receiver two role with uh, Jamison Williams. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's jump to Sunday night football. We've got the Packers at the Vikings. Vikings favored by one and a half, the total 46 and a half. Uh, nothing really with the luck rankings. Minnesota 24th in luck, Green Bay 21st. Um, so we like in the captain spot. Uh, yeah, there, there's a ton of injuries to, to navigate through this game. But uh, for the captain slot, uh, I'm going to go with Ty Chandler because, you know, Nick Mullins is coming off that four-pick game. Um, you know, they, they just lost TJ Hawkinson for the season. Jordan Addison's banged up. I don't know if he'll play this week. Um, if not, it's even more reason to just lean on the run, get the ball out of Nick Mullins' hands a bit. Um, and Chandler has been the Vikings' best running back this season. It, it took them, what, 15 weeks to figure yeah. that out. Uh, they, they even traded for Cam Akers. But the whole time, they had Ty Chandler just sitting in the wings. So even though Alexander Madison returned last week, they just kept him in a limited role. I think they finally consider, you know, Chandler's the lead back. Um, it's, a, it's a good matchup for running backs against the Packers. Uh, and Chandler's, you know, he's a good pass-catching back. So if they need another pass-catching option with Hawkinson or even Addison out, uh, he does fit that bill. So I think it... There's a ton of pass for him to be the optimal captain play here. So I'm going to go with Ty Chandler. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the chalk, Justin Jefferson, in this spot. I think, you know, it's with all the injuries to Minnesota and you know Green Bay, obviously, dealing with some injuries too. I think you can't afford to spend up for him. And he's had, you know, he's played on 99% of the uh, pass snaps over the past two weeks, 10 targets in each game. Uh, could see even more with Hawkinson out and Addison banged up or out as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's Justin Jefferson all the way uh, for me. Um, I definitely think he's, he's can, you can afford going heavier on him than, than most weeks in the captain spot. Uh, who do you like for value? Uh, I like Tucker Kraft. Um, you know, he's been huge in Luke Musgrave's absence. I mean, he's played even more than Musgrave did when he was healthy. Um, and he's seen a 90% restaurant rate and four catches in three straight games now. 
Um, the the one thing that I have to mention is Luke Musgrave might return this week, so we're gonna have to monitor his status. Um, if Musgrave does return, I could see this turning into like a full blown fifty fifty committee. We'll have to see, but uh, if he is held out, I love Kraft here, and we'll also have to monitor all the wide receivers that are banged up for the Packers. You know, you got Christian Watson, um, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks are all potential game time decisions, so they'll impact Kraft's uh, projection as well. But it, ultimately, it's going to come down to Musgrave's ability uh, availability. Um, but if he's out again, love roll of Kraft. Yeah, it's, it's it's just you know kind of early in the week to to know what's going to happen, but <laughs> yeah. uh, something definitely something to monitor um, in terms of those Packer receiver injuries, and uh, and obviously Musgrave at tight end. Um, I'm gonna go with KJ Osborne here. You know, five catches, 95, and a touchdown last week with Hawkinson going down and Addison going down. You know, even if Addison plays, remember earlier in the year Addison was more of the third wide receiver, played more in you know obvious passing situations, but not as much on early downs. I think you could see that if Addison you know plays through an injury this week, uh, and you know Minnesota is going to need some some guys to throw the ball to. And so you know Justin Jefferson obviously great play, but uh, Osborne could be productive. We've seen Osborne be productive, you know, when he's kind of up in terms of that target uh, totem pole. So. Uh, like Osborne this week against the pack. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, I like Josh Oliver, but um, now that TJ Hawkinson's officially out for the season with his torn ACL, uh, Oliver will probably be pretty popular um, because he's probably going to be the starting tight end, uh, at least the main pass catching tight end. Uh, Johnny Munt actually ran a couple more routes than him last week. We're still trying to figure out why that was. <laughs> maybe you're right. Injured. Uh, so maybe we'll uncover something where Johnny Munt's actually the play. But as of now, I would assume that it's going to be Josh Oliver. They had to kind of scramble because Hawkinson got hurt in game. So maybe with a week to prepare, they're going to want Josh Oliver to be the true TJ Hawkinson replacement. He's stepped up anytime he's seen, you know, playing time or targets this year. He's looked pretty good. So I think he, he could catch three to five passes here. Um, but again, if, if everybody's gravitating to Josh Oliver, maybe it'd be time to pivot to Johnny Munt. But either way, I think either one or both of these tight ends are going to be in play now with TJ Hawkinson out. Yeah, and they, you know, they did pay Oliver, you know, almost $11 million guaranteed for three years. Uh, so I, I would think that he does yeah. take over that lead role uh, the, this week as long as he's healthy. Uh, I'm going to go with Malik Heath. You know, he could be anywhere from the second to the fifth wide receiver for the Packers this week. Um, you know, with Watson and Reed missing last week and then Wicks going down in game, uh, he ran around on 76% of the dropbacks. Didn't do much, but uh, that, I think that's kind of good for, you know, a dart throw. He is targeted on 20% of his routes this year. You know, he has gotten in the end zone. So I think he does have some upside here. And I almost would like it more if, you know, all the other guys suit up because I think, um, you know, then that no one will really touch him and, We'll see what happens with uh, Bo Melton. He's been elevated three times, so they'd have to sign him to the active roster. Uh, as of this recording, they haven't, but they they could, so monitor that as well. But either way, he should be uh, active, and uh, he should be in the rotation uh, somewhere, and he does have some some ability here. So uh, like like him as a dart, but kind of a, a you know, post-hype uh, dart throw uh, against Minnesota. All right, that is uh, that's going to do it for us. Only a couple games. No Monday night this week again, and then uh, next week no Thursday or uh, Monday night football. So yeah. no night shift for us. So um, 
thank you everyone for listening. Uh, be sure to tune into our you know regularly scheduled podcast. We'll have our uh, projections episode and our fantasy preview episode, um, fantasy preview right here on the Fantasy Flex channel, player projections episode over on the Action Network podcast channel. Uh, of course, actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content, fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Don't forget the Action Network Discord server uh, as well. Uh, link will be in the episode description for that. Sean is on X at the underscore odds maker. I'm at Chris Raybon. And we're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Happy New Year. Let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.